tune in, tone up. The one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. This lesson was immensely useful for me, and we hope that you will find it eye-opening and helpful too. Lesson 16 will be divided into four parts, each focusing on a different aspect of guitar tone and supported by our article which will be published on the blogging musician. In part A, Dan demonstrates the wealth and variety of different sounds which can be dialed in on my PRS using one setting on the amp and only the volume and tone controls on the guitar. Let's talk tone. Excellent. We've been talking tone in the article. Let's talk tone for real. Might even get to play a guitar or two. <laughs> I'm up for that. Yeah. So Gary, you thought you're a illustrious little baby rig. Yeah, I think it's great. This Hughes and Kettner. It's the 18 watt tube meister, and it's got some power soaking at the back, so you can go from 18 watt to 5 watt to 1 watt. It's got the red box recording out as well so you can use a XLR wire to mm -hmm. go straight, straight into the PA desk, yeah. PA desk. So I mean, it's just great really. You borrowed it from me and it was the clean wasn't it? It didn't quite have... The headroom on the, the clean head yeah. wasn't, wasn't quite there with a the loud drummer. It was it could be heard but it could come up a notch or two. Yeah. But I mean on, on the drive levels it was ample. So ample for a little... Drive. A, a little amp, it does a, it does a good job. It's certainly loud enough for me to play at home. Sterling job, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pleased with that. I also have an EQ equaliser from Boss, the G7. I mean, with things like, like the equaliser pedal or clean boost, you can always put them in the loop. Even if you've got delays, reverbs, modulations sitting in your effects loop, yeah. you can always put them at the end of the line. And providing there's headroom left in the amp, it will just kick the power amp a little bit harder and it will give you a nice easy boost for solos. Okay. So the one thing that this amp doesn't have is, is sort of a proper volume lift. There's a difference between a gain boost yeah. and an actual kind of boost in the overall volume. The amp I use has two master volumes and when you've worked like that for years and years and years, you just wonder why other amps don't have that at yeah. their disposal. It seems to make perfect sense. But there are ways around that, as I say, by putting something in the loop yeah. uh, and doing it that way. Would that be better in the loop, the equaliser, would you say? Depends what you're using it for. I mean, you can mm. use it to drive the amp harder. You can use it to re-EQ your guitar a little bit before it goes into the amp. Or you can use it in the effects loop. Steve Stevens uses one in the effects loop, and that's his solo boost. Right, okay. And he said, I've always done it that way. I quite like it when it's all contained in one box, but obviously there's, there's limitations because this is a very good value amp. Yeah, and for for the price that they go for over here, which is around about the five hundred pound mark, it offers you a hell of a lot of amp for the money. Yeah, I don't think there's an amp out there that that offers you quite as much as this does at, the, at that price point. So should we start by plugging into that? Yeah, let's do that. And then you were going to try some different guitars. Yeah, different... I wanted to, I wanted to waylay a, a few um, preconceived ideas. 
you know, I can't use such and such guitar for such and such. It hasn't got this, it hasn't got that. Which comes up in our article, doesn't it? The setting for the the Gibsons uh, to get a kind of twangy... A twangy, clean sound. So I'm going to start with everything at noon. Okay. And then I've got the two channels, including the lead boost. Now what we're going to do, let's, as we're looking at getting different sounds from one place, let's maybe ditch the switch. Okay, go straight into the amp. Go straight into the amp. We can maybe look at some of the other sounds later. Just so that we want to kind of show people how we can access sort of a wide range of sounds, maybe from one place. Like, say you're stuck with a single channel amp, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah, 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 okay. So, <laughs> so let's say that that's what I've got. I've got that clean channel. So we probably want, like, let's choose a mid-gain sound where there's enough raw from a solo, but it can be cleaned up easily enough. There we are, mid-gain, yeah? So we want a distorted sound. So So rather than clean, maybe if we go to a distorted sound... Go to change channel. But not, like, too raging, sort of... Raging enough to give you, at the end of your volume, travel, you know, enough for a solo, but also enough to kind of turn down, turn up. That's on six, and on ten... Maybe we need the boost with this. Let's go for the more outrageous boost. We might have to wind the gain in a bit because the boost does add quite a bit. Okay, so should I give you a quick walkthrough? Maybe if I could use your guitar. Yeah, And then um, I'll plug mine in in due course. So what we're going to do, let me explain what I've done, what I've done so far. We live in a world where these days the guitarist flicks the switch with his foot and you're into a new sound and a new sound and a new sound. And that's pretty cool, but you can end up kind of forgetting that you've got controls on your guitar which are really useful. Now, we've set it up for a fairly gainy sound. And what that allows us to do is that full volume balls out. We've got a solo sound. Lovely tone. Nice. Yeah, it's good. So I'm on the bridge pickup. Now what I'm going to do, because I'm, I'm going to show you some people how to get some different sounds out of different guitars in a bit, but I want to show you with yours what we can do. Now this is a PRS Custom 24. We've got single coil sounds, yep. and we've got humbucker sounds. So let's say I want a nice sort of clean sound. So I'm going to go to the fourth position on the switch. This gives us a single coil from each pickup. Now, even if you weren't having a guitar which had multiple sounds, I'll show you later how we can do this with a Les Paul. You can still set the Les Paul to the middle position and you've got a volume and tone for each pickup. So putting the tone on 10 on each one and rolling the volume back off each one and maybe a bit more 
kind of neck pickup rolled off and a bit more treble pickup rolled on will give you a surprisingly good chime. It's letting all those frequencies through mm-hmm. and yet um, not being driven too hard. The output. Not being driven yeah. too hard and having that slightly more hollow sound that works with the clean sound. So I'm just going to bring up the volume from... <laughs> so we're on the same setup, folks. Gain, yeah, is breaking up a little in the top end. Maybe if we just wind that game back one more notch. Maybe another notch. Yeah, that's the one. There it is. So now we've got a bit of headroom. If you're playing on a funk record, we're on, where are we on now? About two and a half, three. So for something funky, that works fine. It's not a pristine clean. No, I could knock it back slightly. But it'll, it'll get the job done. Yeah. I think that's got a lovely sound to it. Would it be worth taking the treble off slightly on the amp? Well, or? probably not. It sounds quite good, I think. Yeah. What about the mids up? It's, it's a bit skeet. Well, it's going to be, because yeah. your treble bleed cap, your capacitor is going to allow a lot of roll off of bottom end, because we've rolled off the volume, so as it, as that goes down, so will the bottom end, leaving the treble frequencies. So you're going to have that sweeter... Top, top end sound. Sparkle. Yeah. In fact, if anything, dial in a little bit more treble. Yeah, okay. Now it's almost spankling clean. <laughs> I haven't touched the amp. We've added a bit of top and we've yeah. actually dialed the game back. I haven't touched the amp. No, that's right. So we've added a bit of treble on the amp and that's it, isn't it? That's it. Now going to the neck pickup. <laughs> Full humbucker. Just going to roll the volume back a smidgen yeah. to avoid it end breaking up. I'm going to roll the tone back just to where it starts to sweeten up without going dead.
just uh, it's just knowing what to, what to do with enough forethought that you can get get there quick enough in the live moment, you know, before the song begins. That's this is a great lesson for me um, with my own kit to be able to see what's going on with a bit more understanding now as well of it all, having mm. done loads of reading. So yeah, we, so we've had, we've had pristine cleans. Using the single coils. We've had jazzy, jazzy sounds. Remember your I'm volume control is as much to do with your tone as the tone control is. Yeah. Yeah, people forget that, but it, it makes a big difference to how thick the note is. And that sort of thing, you know. And when you thin things out, you know, you're not not got not got as much oomph kind of pummeling the amp and distorting it. Yeah. Simple as that. Let's think country. So I've gone into position two now. The way the PRSs are wired is we've got a bridge humbucker with the next single. It's quite a nice yeah. combination. <laughs> Tone up to full, so you're getting that kind of twanginess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if we back the treble off a little bit, yeah. I think in somewhere in between those two. About yeah. There. So I'm just gonna go back to that jazzy tone and just check that's all good. Yeah. I found some. Sometimes if you kind of crank certain frequencies too high, yeah, the sound has it's a little synthetic, it's a little bit more pushed than I would like. Yeah. Okay. Okay, those tones still remain, they work. So bridge humbucker next thing. So now the volume's come up a notch or two. Slightly less, less picky. Play it softly and it's clean. So ge just gentle touch, really. Both. If you play it with finger, it'll soften up. Dig in a little bit with a pair. question um the sweet point yeah you hear people talking about that i assume yes. that that's that's it isn't it it's as it starts to break up a bit i suppose the sweet oh. point is is the, the point at which to your ears it's it's kind of hitting that golden spot as i wrote in my article you know everybody's idea of, of what makes up the perfect kind of, of sort of rig is different 
to the would-be degent metaler, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a Telecaster like and a Blues Junior amp isn't really going to cut the mustard. But if you're playing in a little 50s-style rock and roll outfit in, or blues band, it might be perfect. Everybody is different. Everybody's remit is different. The way people hear things is different. Some people like quite soft sounds. Some people like quite hard sounds. But it's kind of the point at which it seems to the sound seems to be at its best. I mean, the human ear is attuned to the mid-range. We know this. And although there are lots of different amp manufacturers out there, a lot of things are universally regarded as pretty good. Yeah. The hot-rodded British sound is very much liked. You know, Fender-style American clean sounds, bright and chimey, are well, those pretty much liked. Yeah. You know, and even, even like the sort of Mesa Boogie kind of American Californian drive sounds, again, are very much liked. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's certain things that seem to strike a chord with an awful lot of us. Don't hear many people going, I hate the sound of a Fender Twin, they sound crap. <laughs> yeah, if you're using them as intended, actually, they're, for most things, they sound pretty good. The sort of hot-rodded Marshall kind of sound, you know, or even, a, even an 80s Marshall or 60s or 70s Marshall with a tube screamer in front of it wound up until it's virtually falling apart. It's universally regarded as a pretty good rock sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you might like more control, you might like a little bit more of this or a little bit less of that. But there are certain sounds which are still cool sounds, even if you wouldn't buy into them yourself and use them every day. So I guess the sweet spot is the, is the spot at which, to your ears, things start coming together. Things start sounding right. When I first bought my, my Cornford amp, my MK50, it was like letting a hand grenade off in a shoebox. It just felt like this thing was just, just going like to rip every venue apart. <laughs> Even though it was only 50 watts and I'd gigged many 50 watt amps, this seemed to be the loudest of them all. I bought an attenuator, and yes, to a degree, it softens the tone a little bit, but the less you attenuate the amp by, the better off you are. And it actually makes the amp a lot more usable for a whole different bunch of venues and a whole different bunch of gigs. I reckon about the perfect wattage... If you're a guy playing to pubs and clubs, it's probably about 35 watts. 30 to 35 watts, maybe a little bit less for some people. Because that way, you've got enough headroom on your clean sounds, and you've got enough kind of oomph with your dirty sounds. That, so that the, seems to work out the 36-watt right. combo of the old Hughes and Kettner's uh, pretty good. It's, it's a, quite expensive though, isn't it, actually? It is, it's double that. It's yeah. double the cost of, of that. But yeah, you, the sweet spot is, is kind of, I guess, slightly different for everyone, but it, it's where where things, you know, like to say, say I was winding back the tone pot on something. I wound it all the way off and then... That's not a sweet spot, that's a wet <laughs> no. mop. You know, but if I did this... That's not a jazz sound, is it, really? No. But if I kind of wound it back two-thirds of that... So the sweet spot is different depending upon the tone you're looking for at that particular moment in time. Yeah, you see yeah. the tone point here. There's a point at which we hit this. Perfect balance between clarity and warmth. Sounds great, yeah. And it's going to be different on the different sounds you choose. So if we were if we were choosing sort of a let's go on to maybe some humbucker sounds. Yeah. 
so we've we've looked at um, the neck humbucker playing sort of jazzy sounds. We looked at the single call, bright sounds, and sort of countryish tone. I mean, even the country tone. If you wind back the tone on the guitar a bit. sometimes like when you wind the tone back this is only my findings if it sounds really weird i apologize in advance sometimes it almost gives the illusion of there being a little bit more gain than before it's a little bit more forgiving when you got the tone wound all the way out it's kind of quite bright it's quite like in your face yeah a lot of clarity it almost sounds cleaner whereas if we wind it back a bit Now, if you wanted a crunchy rhythm, for that akadaka moment. Again, you could roll the tone back a bit. And you can afford to dig in a little bit. So that's tone full up. mids yeah if you kind of go all the way out bridge humbucker so it's a little bit distorted but it's chimey you're into you're into indie rock aren't you acoustic and you're doing sort of pinball with it or something slip onto your single chord (laughs) 
See that chiminess shines through. Yeah. If we want it a bit more rock, rock, metal, let's drop the tone back a bit. Go to Bridge Humbucker, but now we're going to wind it up a bit. <laughs> Grungy sort of, uh, I don't know. Because um, he's, he's overdrinking, like a kind of Kurt Cobain type thing. So I've got the tone rolled back a bit, so it's going to uh, roar a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm, I'm starting quite low. But you can then bring it up. Yeah. For those tube screamers, uh, <laughs> if you don't need them, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can also have that slightly darker kind of tonality. Sort of the oasis y kind of thing, yeah. you know, the open chords, a bit darker. So. So I'm going to go all tone all the way up for Green Day, but I'm going to hoik my volume up. So good to sort of not be touching the amp or anything. I haven't touched it's the amp. Great. Honestly, people, <laughs> listening in, I'm not lying. I haven't got a range of distortion pedals at my feet. I'm not picking up 17 different guitars. No. I promise you, honestly. I, I, I'll back him up completely. Dan's just using his volume. And I'm, in a, I'm in a room with, full of kid stuff and I can barely move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't jostle with guitars if I tried. <laughs> um, sweet child of mine. Yeah. So we're going to go neck pickup. So that was neck pickup, volume not really up all the way, maybe up Nearly. to eight. Yeah. And tone kind of nestling down around about five or six. Right. For okay. that creamier, releasing a bit more low end. <laughs> 
Again, if we go to the bridge, so there's where our, our full on solo sounds could lie. If, for simplicity's sakes, after you've been able to tackle all this wealth of sounds, you wanted a little push over the edge, you could engage something like a tube screamer on top as a last resort. Let's say you want to take it to the next level. Shall we do that? Yeah, go on. Why not? We kind of like ragged that channel for all it's worth. Let's have everything set at 12 o'clock on the pedal. okay. Let's just show the folks at home what this pedal would be doing on a clean sound, maybe. So we go to a clean sound on the amp. Yeah. And you just... Um, there you go. Now okay. try the pedal. So a fairly crass yeah. overdrive pedal sound. Kind of a k- sound. We're just going to use it to push the gain. Maybe we should drop the tone on it maybe to the 9 o'clock position and see if it's not, not quite as harsh. I mean the level, yeah? Uh, the level's fine, just the oh, tone control in the middle. middle. Yeah, that sounds better. So as you can hear, it's not not doing a load. So now let's let's add that on top. So let's get our gain channel as it was. Yeah. So maxed out and the boost as well. Go on then. So, so we've maxed got, out. Let's we've got have the, the previous setting now right, without so the pedal on at the minute. Without. So this is yeah. without. This is what we had, folks. <laughs> which is good but it might not be enough i know i would want a little bit more go on then that's a bad kind of bad boy i am it's got a bit of um bit of background noise unfortunately adding a drive pedal let's take the drive pedal out of it yeah and let's swap it for an eq okay so what we're using here is a boss g this is g7 isn't it yeah g7 oops sorry it's a, a classic eq pedal and we're going to just bad. use this to kind of kick now is it set to kick the frequencies up a bit so we want it not for well keep the keep it fairly flat but yeah. just but just boost About the le- boost the level a bit Okay. Okay, so now we've just got a clean boost via an EQ pedal. We've got everything set flat. So, should we do it without, first of all? Yeah, good plan. So, without, sounds like this. And with a clean boost. 
out i mean that is absolutely cranking it to the max yeah now that to me sounds more natural yeah it's a much more natural sound let's just try it now we've got it's got an almost volume i know it's not I as think. such but it's like it sounds bigger almost yeah yeah bigger, bigger. <laughs> So it's a lot, a lot more natural sounding to my ears. This is why I use a clean boost for that very reason. So actually setting your gain at a mid enough point, I mean, it will depend on your guitar. I'm going to say this too. Some guitars roll off the volume better than others and clean up better than others. Some amps clean up better than others. It's yeah. just a fact of life. You might find in your amp if you try different valve sets that some are more responsive than others. Yeah. But the, um, if we're thinking logically, the amount of sound, that's out of one channel. One channel, folks. If that's all the sounds that you can get out of one channel, out of a twin channel amp, you can do absolutely loads. Yeah. If you've got a multi-channel amp with two or three channels or more, the sounds just go on and on and on. The nice thing with doing it off your volume control is as you move from one sound to another, you can use your ears to monitor it and seamlessly alter it. Yeah. You think your treble is a bit harsh, knock it back a notch. Get the sensitivity in your hearing and your touch to be able to do that. If your volume almost where you want it to be, but maybe the guitar's not quite flowing enough, crank the volume up for a bit more gain. And all these different gain levels and everything, and different combinations of things on the guitar, allow you to access a whole different bunch of stuff. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. (laughs) 